0: I have a report from the hospital social worker from just hours before the doctor contacted CPS which concluded that CPS did not need to be involved. She did not feel Emmett was in any any imminent danger. Emmett was placed in foster care due to and due to the attorneys that did absolutely nothing and didn't submit any any of the supporting evidence. He's now going to be adopted by strangers.
1: Becker, uh, is back in the hospital so please keep her in your prayers um, we hope that she's going to return next week but in the meantime we have our fill-in co-host Aaron Carranza Aaron, how are you
0: I'm well how are you
1: good Erin um, is a uh, mother a CPS victim and uh, she also has her own Facebook uh, group or site. Yes. Erin, tell us about that.
0: Um, it's called the CPS Family Reunification Coaching and Motivation. So since being a victim of CPS uh, through this whole process, I realized that nobody tells you how to do anything or how to have good visits or gives you any information. So I wanted to To change that to help other parents to help other grandparents have a good visit so I'll be giving kicks and little secrets and um, that sort of thing Uh, on my own show (laughs) on Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. but just education I think helps and goes a long way with people especially in this time
1: sounds good sounds good let's get to our calls the board is already full let's talk to Alita from Ohio Alita did you have a story to tell or a question to ask
0: a little bit of both go for it I have a I have a story um about my grandson he's in Los Angeles County um he was born February 2nd 2020 I believe he spoke to his mom last week but she got some facts mixed up so I wanted to clarify a bunch of it Uh, She was GBS positive and she received antibiotics during labor. Emmett was born with an Apgar of 8 and 8. He was full term. The only complication at birth was he was cyanotic. They put him in the NICU for a four-hour observation upon which the doctor claimed to have witnessed an apnea episode. Although it's not charted anywhere, nor was there a charting of dropped O2 saturation, increased heart rate or anything to show any kind of distress. Uh, At that point, he was put on CPAP and an NG tube for N, uh, TPN feedings and two antibiotics, gentamicin and ampicillin. The concern was that the alleged respiratory distress could be a sign of sepsis, so the antibiotics were ordered as well as cultures. After almost two days, my son started asking a lot of questions and taking pictures. He wanted the feeding tube removed because it was irritating Emmett. There was no reason that he couldn't be bottle-fed. He also wanted the antibiotics stopped because the the genta against required blood draws before and after the administration of the medication. The cultures were coming back negative for infection. There was no signs of any or symptoms of any kind to suggest an infection. So Anthony did ask that it be stopped. At no point did they refuse respiratory care. In no way was the antibiotics life-threatening. Um, however, it was reported to the judge that and its parents were preventing and impeding life-saving treatment, requiring an emergency hold and not allowing him to go home to his nursery and his bed and his parents, but rather he's placed in foster care. The hospital claimed that my son was violent and threatening. There was an episode which they refused to let him in the NICU during shift change. She banged on the door. He was escorted off the property. A couple of days later, a nurse was trying to open something, couldn't find her scissors. My son offered for her to use his pocket knife. The nurse told security that he was being annoying and told other staff and CPS that he threatened her with a knife. It was reported to the judge that he was threatening to several several members of the staff. However, we have a report from the security guard that spoke to her and a nurse that witnessed the event that will corroborate my son's version of events and also states that my son was extremely apologetic, calm, cooperative, and not showing any sign of violence. However, the report was submitted to the court that he was threatening them with a knife. Uh, Emmett's meconium was positive for cannabis. It was reported to the judge that it was because of her use of marijuana during pregnancy that caused Emmett's medical problems. When in fact, she tested negative. She quit smoking weed when she found out she was pregnant. Even though she quit when she was around 18 weeks, it stays in meconium. Um, it was. I have a report from the hospital social worker from just hours before the doctor contacted CPS which concluded that CPS did not need to be involved. She did not feel Emmett was in any, any imminent danger. Emmett was placed in foster care due to, and due to the attorneys that did absolutely nothing and didn't submit any any of the supporting evidence, he's now going to be adopted by strangers. So. I don't know what, I need help. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> he has he has a permanent placement here and coming up in, Ju- in June. Myself and my sister have asked to be considered for placement. They're not even considering us.
1: Okay, so. The child was detained at the hospital then months ago then, right? And the case started months ago.
0: Uh, In in February of 2020. Okay. He's never been home.
1: All right. And the parents haven't been able to get the child back? No. Do you know why?
0: They want, well, according to my son's lawyer, because they wanted him to admit fault. They wanted him to admit fault for what? I don't know. I, I really don't know why. I know that they haven't been allowed to go to court because of the COVID. And I don't know why there was no trial. I don't know why none of that happened. I really don't.
1: You said the, their case is somewhere in California, correct?
0: My son? Yes. My son lives in California. Okay. I'm the grandmother.
1: You just happen to be in Ohio.
0: Yeah, I live in Ohio. Correct.
1: Okay. So do you know when the next court date is and what type of hearing it is?
0: It's the permanent placement hearing in June.
1: Okay. So that term um, is kind of a misnomer. Is it the is it the hearing to terminate the family reunification services or is They've already done that. Okay. So they've already done that. Did, did your son appeal or the mother appeal at any time at any of these hearings?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. The lawyers didn't do anything for them. They did nothing. Okay. My son and my and my daughter-in-law like they don't they don't they're not they don't know the law. They don't understand how that works you know what I mean? So
1: this is what I would suggest based upon what you've told me uh, and the case being in California. The mother and or the father should talk to their attorneys about filing a 388 petition so that um, perhaps this train wreck can be stopped or diverted. You and all the rest of the relatives who want to uh, have this child um, should be filing 388s for placement and if you live out of state, right. you need to be asking for an ICPC, which is the Interstate Compact for the Placement of Children. And you need to get right. approved by the social worker in your home state. But And you need to do it on an expedited basis. And you need to get these things filed quickly because a June hearing is right around the corner. And once the parents' right. rights are terminated, all right, you're no longer the grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. So, you know, this is one of those cases where I tell people all the time, and, you know, very few people listen to me. You know, you're the grandmother out in Ohio, and you, you know, maybe you thought at the beginning social workers would do the right thing and place the child with you or another relative. That doesn't happen. And then, you you know, you go see a lawyer, and a lot of time has gone by. Uh, unfortunately, valuable, valuable time has gone by so that you can make the move to get the child. Now, what's going to happen is if you make the move, I see a lot of uh, courts deciding, well, you know, the child's been with the foster parents all all this time, and, you know, it would be detrimental to remove the child. Right?
0: Right. He's actually only been with the current foster family since... um since the um, since they it hasn't it hasn't even it hasn't been since february he was with my cousin from for most of the time it's only been about 6 months that he's been with the foster family that wants to yeah. adopt him
1: yeah 6 months though is kind of like the magic number for um, placement of children with foster parents hey alita i
0: mean i don't i mean, i don't even understand how it got to this point he didn't yeah. they didn't do anything wrong
1: right that's the problem. It's a very sad story and if you if your family loses this child, it will be a travesty. Alita, I want to thank you for calling and thank you for listening. My engineer is telling me we have to take our first break of the evening. This is The Secret, How to Fight Child Services and When and we'll be back with more calls after these messages. <laughs>